1: about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello
0: and welcome to another edition of The Rob Carson Show. Here is the number if you want to get famous and participate in the show, 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. We have a loaded show today. The, ca- the uh, host is loaded with caffeine, too, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Uh, and uh, and there is much, much, much to get to. My microphone stand is a little weird. I think I'm having some uh, erectile dysfunction with the uh, microphone stand because it won't stand upright. So that not that what they call it when something can't stand upright is erectile, erectile dysfunction, meaning that there's something wrong with the structure, like if a building in San Francisco is leaning slightly. Isn't that what it, Maybe, maybe not. It, oh, it's something else? Okay. So Corinne Jean-Pierre has revealed that she has split from her, uh, her seg-other. Uh, CNN anchor Suzanne Malveaux in uh, Vogue magazine, she talks about being a single mom, co-parent of their adopted nine-year-old daughter. Uh, their daughter's name is Soleil. Soleil, you know what that means in French? It means son. I know that that's about the only useful thing I got out of my double major in college. Yeah, it was uh, it was communication, broadcasting, and uh, and uh, foreign language and French. But I know that uh, Malvo is français, and so is uh, is Sole. But they are uh, splitting, and I and I got to thinking about this: how difficult it would be uh, to be in a relationship with uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. You know, my wife. She always tells me, you know, we never talk. My wife tells me, you know, whatever. Can you imagine being in a relationship with somebody? Where you want to bring up something, you're sitting at the, you know, on the couch that evening, maybe the little one is off uh, sleeping, and you bring up the subject of something you need to talk about, and she just immediately says, Yeah, let's circle back on that. And yeah, I think we should circle back on that. You know, really, honestly, it's like, You know, honey, I, we don't talk like we used to. You know, I got to tell you, let's circle back on that. You know, honey, earlier today. Left the kit, the dishes in the sink, and you know, all that. I felt kind of dissed by that because I don't know if it's just about the dishes or if you're trying to send me a sink. You know, can we just circle back on that? Would you buy or or this? Could you imagine this if you were married to this?
2: I don't have anything. I I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything.
0: You know, my, my wife would be like, uh, uh, Rob, why did you buy the riding lawnmower and you didn't ask me? Why, why not? I don't have anything. We don't
2: have any. I just don't have anything I don't have anything so I don't have I mean I just don't have anything.
0: We circle back to anything. it, I honey. Don't can don't you know, honestly, I don't, don't have anything don't on have it. Have you know, it, you know that new microphone anything. you bought the, uh, the you know that you got when you went to New Hampshire and you came back. You said you got to have that new microphone, and you bought that new microphone. You know, and all of that. Uh, you know, why did you spend that much money on a microphone? I don't
2: have anything again. I don't have anything it's, I don't you know, have anything. I like, don't have anything. Got to circle back to it. I just don't have. I'm just saying maybe we should circle back. Yeah,
0: it would be very difficult. It would to to say the least. It would be it would be very difficult to be involved with. Uh, with uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. So uh, we we do wish her the best because, you know, it's not easy to be a single mom. I, I wouldn't know that because I'm not a single mom or, or a single dad for that matter. But yeah, yeah. Oh, this is kind of fun, too. I'll throw this out here. Um, and I, I kind of find it funny because uh, there are uh, several networks that are not covering the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden corruption scandal, right? The, the ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, PBS, PBR, NPR, all of them. Not covering it, right? They, they don't think it's newsworthy. Yesterday, uh, we played some audio from uh, this guy named Bump from the Washington Post, and uh, and he wouldn't even acknowledge it, like it, like it was uh, speaking a foreign language to him. Well, despite all of this, and, and tell me, uh, help me make sense of if this, if you would. So, CNN does not believe that there is anything to the story. <laughs> of Joe and Hunter Biden and the massive amounts of evidence surrounding their corruption, okay? CNN will not cover it. But CNN did a poll and, and they uh, asked if they thought, if, if you guys, you know, you see it in viewers, if there are any of you who watch and I mean, if you watch it just for comic reasons like I do, you know, just have clips and stuff, then I understand it. But, but they, they, they asked if, a, if a Joe was involved in son Hunter Biden's business deals with China and Ukraine while he was VP. And, and this is, again, a story that CNN does not cover. So you would expect that the people who watch CNN would not know anything about this. (laughs) Right? Right? Because, you know, it's CNN. 61% of those surveyed believe that Joe Biden had some involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Uh, 42% responded that Joe acted illegally. So... 66% 66% of respondents believe that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Forty-two, and no, 44% said they acted inappropriately. And yet, CNN <laughs> will not cover the story. I, I, I guess, it, does that make sense? It, does it make any sense at all? No, not really. You got uh, 20 shell companies, foreign entities, uh, allegedly funneled money into. Matt Gates is saying that he's going to uh, tell Kevin McCarthy, you force that impeachment vote, or you're, or you're done. As the uh, speaker, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is saying she will hold up the uh, budget unless something is done about that, among other demands. And, uh, and CNN uh, is denying all of this is happening and now cnn viewers even know <laughs> cnn does uh, uh why, why would they ask about a story they're not covering brett what do you kind of wonder about that why would they ask a question about a story that they believe is specious and untrue and then to have their audience come back overwhelmingly <laughs> See, it's just not working. You know, it's, it's just not working. I, I told you that the uh, the weight of the stupid will become so overwhelming as to be unavoidable. That's what you need to know. The, the weight of the stupid will become uh, unavoidable after a while. And, and everybody knows it and everybody sees it. And that's why I say, do you know why I know that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were involved in illegality with regard to uh, extorting money out of our enemies? Do you know why? It's because I'm not stupid. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I was thinking about this um, this morning, in fact, literally just a few minutes ago, because I never stopped doing a show prep, because my brain is like a little hamster wheel on crack cocaine, I guess, uh, since that's part of the the, uh, discussion today. But I'm like, my brain is like a little hamster wheel on crack, although I don't do crack, I just do caffeine. And I was thinking about what it used to be when you led the news, the news headlines. And uh, when I was a kid, you know, I I don't really remember much about Walter Cronkite. A little bit before me, I suppose. I, I kind of grew up with Brokaw Jennings, you know, uh, those. Uh, very little rather. Thank you very much. But generally what I always thought was uh, that newsrooms got together and they would discuss the biggest news stories of the day that impact uh, society writ large. Uh, uh, not just political stuff, right? That's what it used to be. And, and one of the, the uh, common lines used by newsrooms was, if it bleeds, it leads, right? That's what it is. If there's a car accident, there's a shooting, all of these things, plane crash, dear God. Headline news, make it the front of the story. That's the way it used to be. And now, and CNN is supposed to be a news network. CNN signed on 30 years ago. As a news network, I used to watch CNN, Bernie Shaw, some of the others. Uh, I'm sure they got a political slant, but it was nothing like it is now with the uh, the uh, bevy of anchors they brought in and then fired. Uh, nothing like this. But right now, the, the modus operandi, even with ABC, CBS, NBC, all of those is, and I, I just came up with this, how do we pursue and fortify the network's liberal position and that of the Democrat Party? That's the way that they choose the lead story. And generally, it's anything that will tear down Donald Trump lead story, right? Anything that will tear down Republicans, any sort of investigation, regardless how uh, scant the evidence is, i.e. Russia collusion, which was fabricated. They've never apologized for that. But that is their modus operandi. And the other end of that is bury anything pertinent that hurts Joe Biden and Democrats. That is the modus operandi of today's news media. You have to know this. And it's okay. If that's what they choose to do, then that's what they choose to do. But the problem is that they're so uh, uh, colossally dishonest about it. And, and that's why people have so much trouble with this. And that's why people who, who watch CNN, 66% of them, say that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings, even though CNN has said, oh, no, he wasn't. There's no evidence of that. And 44% believe it was illegal. See, that's it. So how do we pursue and fortify our network's liberal position and that of the Democrat Party? That's what they think. You're saying to me, oh, doesn't Newsmax do that? no no they don't actually there are guidelines obviously uh... in any newsroom i'm not a news guy okay i, I tell comedy I, I do comedy i do commentary that's what i do so my rules are a little different all right than than most but for instance um, last night and i'm gonna share this very shortly rob schmidt delivered a brilliant uh, monologue on january the sixth and the the uh... Dis- desperate or disparate i should say uh, sentencing of January the 6th prisoners versus um, January or, or summer of 2020 protesters, BLM protesters. It was a powerful monologue, and it was factual. Uh, does it support a narrative by the network? Well, if the narrative is truth, yes. But... The fact is that January the 6th protesters are being severely punished for what others in Democrat cities around the country get off scot-free, for what BLM or Antifa protesters get off scot-free, and Rob Schmidt's commentary was about that. All right, It was about their failure to cover the story. So it's a little bit different than how do we pursue and fortify our network's liberal position, which would be... Okay, so the January the 6th, all we want to do is cover how badly they were punished and how they needed to be punished because they were going to ruin the country. And then completely erase what happened in summer 2020. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Okay. It should be fairly simple. And if you can, if you can look at news with that sort of uh, prism to look through, then it kind of makes sense. And then you realize what you're getting. MSNBC, you know what you're getting. And honestly, uh, you must be seriously uh, masochistic. You must really like to be on the receiving end of punishment. Because, uh, wow, why would you watch Joe and Mika? Uh, Interesting headline also. Special Counsel Weiss is going to seek a September indictment of Hunter Biden. Now, your immediate thought is, aha, now that he's been unchanged, uh, ch- unchained from Merrick Garland, he can pursue the illegality against Hunter Biden. No, 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 no. This is exactly what he tried to do with the Delaware judge. He tried to uh, take the uh, minimize the gun charge and then pile a bunch of stuff behind it that would exonerate him from everything. Now... They're gonna go after Hunter Biden for the gun charge to exonerate and get rid of all the other stuff that is on the radar, all of the illegality. This is uh, this is James Comer last night talking with uh, Greg Kelly about why the uh, gun charge really doesn't mean anything right now.
1: Well, this is low hanging fruit. I mean, J- Hunter Biden has committed at least a dozen crimes. This one would be a distant twelfth place. Yeah on the list of the 12 crimes that he's committed a distant 12th place so you know this is right after that parking in a handicapped space something that i'm concerned about we haven't even really looked into this one because it it it, you know small fries compared to money laundering tax evasion being an unregistered foreign agent uh, to to the the wire fraud millions of dollars to Racketeering. Yeah. The list goes on and on Ukraine, of major crimes that Ukraine. people serve long years, long periods of time in jail yeah. for. There's that. This gun crime, uh, you know, I'm watching. You know, Weiss has an opportunity to clear his good name, nah. to prove that he's not a puppet of Merrick Garland. Not going to do But, that. you know, to start with this, uh, really. Doesn't
0: get me very excited. Yeah, it doesn't get me very excited either, i got to tell you. Uh, you know, in the same break where I talked about erectile dysfunction in my microphone. All right, so we have uh, much to get to. I, I do want to comment about the interview that uh, Tucker Carlson did uh, with uh, Barack Obama's ex- whatever you want to call him. Uh, we've got that. We've got some more news from Karim Jean-Pierre. Also, Mayor Adams in New York he is uh, off the rails as far as uh, being a sanctuary city and what comes with it. Now he's mad about it. All of that is coming up. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey.
2: I don't have anything. 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 I just don't have anything. I'm just saying that I just don't have anything. I just yeah. The reason why I'm playing this is because Corinne Jean Pierre has apparently broken up with Suzanne Malbeau. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I I just can't
0: imagine having a relationship with this person.
2: I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have.
0: If I tried that with my wife, and she's like, "So, what are you doing this weekend? Are you going to clean out the garage?" You know, I don't have anything, honey. I don't have anything. You know? Or, or would you comes home, this is how whipped. I am, by the way. When she comes home from work and dinner, I haven't started dinner. Uh, yeah, this is my life. Uh, and I might have said, I don't have anything. It would not be good. It would not be good. So, you know. Happy wife, happy life, by the way. And, uh, and you don't get uh, your wife happy if you say, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Oh, by the way, I was told that uh, circle back was a Jen Psaki thing. I had forgotten. Uh, for For uh, it was let's circle back. And for Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, it is uh, I don't have anything. <laughs> so there is, there is that. There, uh, there is that. Oh, oh, and this is pretty funny because you know uh, Joe Biden walked out of a <laughs> a, uh, a Medal of Honor ceremony. You remember that? That was uh, that was pretty funny. He just kind of walked out. Just kind of, he put literally he put the medal around Army Captain uh, Larry Taylor for his Vietnam War piloting heroics. Right, put it around there. Walked right out of the room. Walked right out of the room, and uh, and the reason being is because he's Mr. Magoo. I mean, he is Mr. Magoo. I think you can see better, but but uh, Joe Biden is for you uh, millennials who don't know Mr. Magoo, or you Gen Zers who know Mr. Magoo. Really old guy, completely lost all the time. uh... Managed to somehow make a living, whatever. uh... But uh, played by Jim Backus, who was the uh, Thurston Howell on Gilligan's Island, which is a TV show. Uh, so the president is a Mr. Magoo, but here is what Corinne jean pierre said. He said that uh, he didn't want to expose anybody to the Rona.
2: I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to share a couple of things for, with all of you here. Yes. Um, and just start with what the ceremony was all about because it's incredibly yeah, important. We know what that is. Uh, the president took off his mask, uh, as he, I said he would, to deliver incredibly powerful remarks. <laughs>
0: because they never would have heard him otherwise even though we spoke with a mask on for a year about
2: this captain captain taylor uh and what he did oh. in service to our, our nation and he wanted to honor uh the captain and for a brief time afterwards he also uh didn't have his mask on as you just laid yeah, out yeah, sure, uh, sure. and he left as planned as it was planned uh he left uh when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who are uh, who are about to participate in a reception and uh, I, you all reported that notice that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because again he wanted to minimize uh, certainly uh, uh, his impact just, on folks who were there.
0: <laughs> So he just wanted to minimize the impact of uh, having the mask off by the elderly uh, gentleman getting the the uh, the medal of honor Um, Wow, that, that was a word salad that would make Kamala Harris blush now what do you think about this so you've got something that can be spread by casual contact and uh, and you just decide to proceed to expose the other person through casual contact to that and midway through it you decide to leave to minimize the contact so it'd be kind of like I don't know uh, getting together with somebody to have sex and uh, you uh, you begin the session without using a condom uh, realize you don't have a condom on and you uh, you cease and leave as to not not, uh, expose that person to uh, said, uh, you know, casual contact virus. Isn't that kind of what it is all about? I know I didn't give you a very good visual. It, uh, just the, the 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 visual with uh, Joe Biden and a condom. I, I understand. <laughs> it's, it's a little. It's a little much it's a little much um and this is kind of uh i think i've got time for this uh steven smith uh he is a sportscaster he has a espn show he's all right he's a lib here's what he had to say about democrats and joe biden running well
1: listen here's the truth here's the truth okay of an 82 year old who would be joe Biden's 80 right now of
0: an 82 year and innovative and younger and Did i say steven smith i meant to say steven smith other stuff and you supposed to be moving forward supposed to be thinking forward you're supposed to be being innovative and younger and all of this other stuff yeah and you're leaning on the hopes and the prayers of an 82 year old who, who would be joe Biden. He's 80 right now he'd be going 80 81 he'll be 82 at the time of re-election if that were to happen to depend on him is an indictment against the democratic there you go that's stephen a smith Uh, Much more coming up. Your calls welcome 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.
1: It's time to make common sense. Common again. It's the Rob Carson Show.
0: Hey, guys, you want to have your head explode? Are you ready for this? Now, uh, we know that uh, Joe Biden has not visited East Palestine, Ohio. Karim Jean-Pierre yesterday said seven months later he still could go. To East Palestine, Ohio, where people now can't give their houses away because of the train derailment and the uh, I- I avoidance of the area by the feds, uh, but finally got visited by uh, you know Pete Bootygeek, who we haven't even seen lately. What what is up with Pete? Where's Mayor Pete? I don't know. I mean, people are still traveling, right? So anyway, <clears throat> there's that. Then also Maui, everybody in Maui uh, per household, FEMA gave them seven hundred dollars. That's it, one time payment, seven hundred dollars. And FEMA representatives are staying in five-star resorts on Maui, but don't worry they're getting a discounted rate. It's under $600 a night. So you should feel good about that. You, you should feel good about that. Well now there's this. Todd Binsman is a Border Patrol agent and he is saying and he has confirmed that uh, the Biden regime is allocating $2,200 a month to illegal immigrant families. Uh, that's a month. That's a month, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, One parent and one child for the cost of living expenses. Now this comes at a time when the average American on social security gets about $1,400 a month. So there's, there's that. Uh, also, illegal immigrants are double dipping the system. One parent and one child receive $2,200, then a separate parent and child, often from the same family, receive another $2,200 a month. That amounts to a whopping $4,400 a month for some migrant families, illegal aliens in the country. You're not supposed to say that, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, a figure that exceeds what many working families earn. So there you go, guys. That's uh, that's a uh, twenty-two hundred dollars a month single parent and one child, and you can double dip to forty-four hundred dollars now. Forty-four hundred dollars uh, before taxes. Forty-four times twelve. Let me try and figure this out here real quick. I'm not very good at math. I'll just tell you, I'm pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty mediocre at math. But let's just go ahead and get out my uh, my calculator here. Forty-four uh, hundred point times 12 equals fifty two thousand eight hundred dollars that's um that's uh before taxes but you see they're not being taxed so uh add on to that about 25 percent so they're making the equivalent of about 80k for coming into the country illegally that's uh, that's what's going on. Thought you should know, just in case you're. I don't know. Maybe you're struggling to get by or whatever. Just wanted you to know that uh, that's what the, the president of the United States, think, states thinks about you and uh, and uh, the suffering people of America. There you go. Oh, did you hear? The California State Assembly voted yesterday to declare August Transgender History Month. Oh my God, this is fantastic! I can't wait till what uh, see what Target does with this. But yeah, they're going to go ahead and name it as though you you couldn't imagine, right? Could you imagine uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Rainbow History Month, Gay History Month in June. Remember that Pride? It was Pride Month. Pride Month. You never know. You know, it could be Rainbow Month. Could be Pride Month. Those are two things that the gay uh, movement owns now. Uh, weather phenomenon and uh, you know <clears throat> one of the seven deadly sins. But anyway, uh, <laughs> there's <clears throat> there's. Uh, they're going to go ahead and make it. Uh, August is the transgender history month, beginning in 2024. The resolution, which passed on Wednesday, makes California the first state in the United States to have a month that officially recognizes the history and contributions of transgender people. I would assume this will mean a, uh, a resurgence in Jamie Farr's career because he uh, he of course played Corporal Klinger, who was uh, the original transgender person on television. Uh, so there, I guess it's a it's a move forward with regard to uh, the trans. Gender movement in this country. Uh, Assemblyman uh, uh, Matt Haney, uh, Mister Haney, uh, the bill's author, said, "I could be, I could be, couldn't be more proud to have introduced legislation that will designate August as the first statewide transgender history month in the nation." He continued, I believe that as Californians are the strongest defense against the anti-trans agenda. There is no anti-trans agenda. It's not. You're, you're forcing transgenderism into schools and stuff, and we're saying no. So you can dress up how you want, pretend you're whatever all you want. We don't even care. We don't care. Let's tell the truth about transgender people's lives and left up the history of the transgender Californians who left their mark on our great state there you go so that's going to be the first thing in uh, california the first transgender month as though uh, pride month couldn't get more insufferable and wouldn't by the way transgender month also be a part shouldn't it be a part of pride month i don't know maybe i'm just uh, maybe i'm just thinking out loud it's kind of interesting i always say by the time joe rogan um agrees with something that uh, you know traditionally has been uh, touted by conservatives, then the argument's over. All right, once Joe, once you lose Joe Rogan, once you lose Bill Maher on something, then you're gonna you're gonna lose ultimately. And here are a Joe Rogan, this is Joe Rogan talking about, uh, and and Bill Maher talking about converting children under the age of eighteen. To the opposite gender.
1: Oh yeah, but g- it's
3: terrifying that they're that they're calling it gender-affirming care when it's really childhood mutilation. What? Before you have the ability to figure out what permanent means, you're seven years old. You can't get your face tattooed. No.
0: I know that Audrey has been thinking about getting an ear piercing, and I say, no way are we going to let that happen to our daughter. But if she wants to become a boy,
3: that's cool. go to war, you can't get married, there's reasons for all that stuff, you're too young. And this idea that you should be able to make life-changing choices like
4: hormone
0: blockers. This is called, are you ready? Common sense. It's S-E-N-S-E for you Democrats. Which are A-
3: not reversible no matter what the f- they say they say it's reversible no the changes happen to your body during puberty and if you stop those changes that change is no you can't reverse that
0: yeah there you go it, yeah it's gonna ruin you for life actually this is uh, senator Rand Paul he's a doctor not like Jill Biden he actually is a doctor of medicine uh, and here's what he had to say about what's going on in his state because uh, this transgender nonsense uh, is getting voted down in legislatures around the country with California now being the
5: one of the outliers. No, we've got a controversy going on in this in Kentucky right now in our governor's race. Our Democrat incumbent, Andy Bashir has said, well, you know, I'm not really for the surgery, but it doesn't really happen in Kentucky. Well, then we got a letter from the University of Kentucky saying, yeah, they have been doing surgery, this reassignment surgery on children, on minors, and he was caught in a lie, but they're running with their hair on fire away from this. They're like, oh, we just want the gender-affirming stuff. Maybe yeah. a few pills here and there. But not the surgery. <laughs> yes. But he vetoed the bill that would have stopped the surgery. And our Republican legislature overrode him. And Dameron, Daniel Cameron is fighting this out in a battle there. You know,
0: what was it? You know, Napoleon said never let the uh, an enemy interrupt an enemy in the process of destroying himself. California, uh, go for it. Enjoy your Transgender History Month. Uh, there's got to be a time real soon where America comes to the realization that... Uh, Uh, What the hell were we thinking? Uh, That's what I'm going to just tell you. It's going to happen, all right? Uh, Because if you just break down the idea of a child changing his or her gender uh, without any pushback, if you would have introduced that 10 years ago or even four years ago, you would have said, oh my God, this is absurd. Well, that hasn't changed, <laughs> that, that hasn't
5: changed at all. Here is a little bit more from Rand Paul. But you're right, the Democrats kind of want to call it something that it's not. They got really mad at me in a committee hearing when I called it genital mutilation. You know, universally around the world, we've been opposed to this, we were opposed to it in Africa when they were doing it, oh, yeah. we, the UN, everybody was working to stop it. And now we have the opposite. We have clinics set up where we're affirming this and encouraging this to happen to our children. It doesn't work. It is a mutilation. It destroys their urinary tract system. Oh. It gives them no sexual pleasure as adults. It's a terrible, terrible thing to let your child do or to have anybody do to your child. And it really shouldn't happen
0: yeah and uh, and it's part of the uh, what I call the nonsense that has been ushered in in the last three years uh, absolute nonsense uh, CRT meaning that uh, black kids can never get anywhere because of institutional racism when it's white kids' fault for being born uh, you know all of the all of the nonsense that we've had to uh, endure will eventually be um, uncovered as just that nonsense and it's uh, of course whether you want to be on the right side of history or not. Here's a song about a woman who's a heartbeat away from the presidency. She's border
3: side but won't go to the border. And Democrats are terrified. From Mexico, she stays so very far. Who are we singing about? She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. Here it is. Kamala. 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 I know that it's a mystery. That Kamala. Kamala. could somehow become the VP. You know she wants to move into the White House. Oh, yes, she does. She can't wait to become the left's new star. Disaster it would be. What a tragedy if somehow she became the president. Miss Kamala.
0: By the way, uh, Jim Gossett, who sang that brilliant song there, he has a show in uh, Atlanta, September the 16th, at Logan's Roadhouse. That's this Saturday night. I'm going to be at my nephew's wedding. Uh, anyway, Logan's Roadhouse, Atlanta. McDo- well, it's McDonough, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. And if you would like to go, here's the number to get tickets. 678-829-SHOW. Uh, 8, 8, 678-829-SHOW. 8, 8, and that's where you can see Jim. And you know, maybe, I'll bet you he'll, be, he'll do requests. If you want to do Kamala, he might just do Kamala. Who the heck knows? You, you might get something special. So uh, go down and, uh, and see the show if you're in the Atlanta area. Kamala insists she's ready to take over <clears throat> for Joe Biden. Uh, right now, Kamala, not, uh, not polling very well. And if you think that Democrats don't wake up every day in a flop sweat, to the realization that Joe Biden is their candidate, and Kamala Harris is the backup. If you don't think the Democrats wake up every day freaking the hell out and looking for any way to uh, avoid this situation, move him out, move her out, uh, you'd be wrong. It's happening every day. Uh, I listened. I was listening. I heard Bill O'Reilly yesterday, and you know I've said that Joe Biden will be removed by hook or by crook meaning the uh, the weight of all the evidence of uh, illegality, will force him to step down. He'll use another excuse. Or by hook, which is, uh, you know, his physical impairments will cause him to step down. Okay, so hook or by right, crook, it's going to be one of those things. Uh, Bill O'Reilly thinks it's going to be the physical thing. It's going to be the hook thing. But here is a Kamala yesterday saying that she is ready oh dear god she may be but we're not uh, she's ready to step in and be
3: president if she's needed uh, Question about the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role you know if necessary do you feel prepared for that possibility uh, and, and serving as vice president prepared you for for that job yes and how would you, you know, describe
0: it? Yeah, really? You, you, really? Okay. Well, please provide me with some evidence. <laughs> You're ready.
3: Uh, that, that process.
6: <laughs> well, first of all, let's. I'm answering your hypothetical. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine. Right. So that is not going to come to fruition. Why do
0: you keep living, leaving marbles at the top of the basement stairs in the White House?
6: But let us also understand that every vice president... That's a joke. Every vice president understands that when... They take the oath.
0: Okay, now this is where it gets very deep.
6: That they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have. Yes, yes. To take over the job of being president.
0: Responsibility.
6: I am no different.
0: Yes. And Okay, well, I... I think you are actually quite different. Here she is uh, delivering a word salad. She would say that's one of her specialties uh, a word side. And this wasn't even a word side salad. This was like, this was real close to uh, Caesar salad, like uh, part of the main course. She was, uh, she's over at this um, Asian Asian Summit, A S E A N. So it's either about Asia or a bunch of people named Sean. But anyway, she's over there, and here she is talking about foreign policy. And, uh, yeah, in case you didn't know what foreign policy was all about, just listen here.
6: I feel very strongly about um, the importance as a general matter of engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs.
0: So she just said, uh, let's let's hear that again, because here she is just basically saying the words foreign policy and, uh, and doing a circuitous route around that to sound smarter. The
6: importance as a general matter of engaging in US policy as it relates to foreign affairs.
0: Okay, engaging in US policy as it it, it compares with with foreign. Yeah, that's foreign policy.
6: In a way that we pay attention, of course, to the immediate concerns and threats if they exist, but that we also pay attention to 10 20 30 years down the line and what we are which is the future developing now that will be to the benefit of our country yeah
0: that- well, she's the only person i think who thinks that she's ready to be the president. And Democrats to it, by the way. And I've got some poll numbers for uh, Kamala coming up. Also, Rob Schmidt had a brilliant monologue last night about January the 6th, the disparate uh, sentencing of January the 6th, uh, protesters versus BLM and Antifa. It was incredible. Don't miss it. Stick around. eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show.
6: I feel very strongly about um, the importance as a general matter of engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs. That
0: is that is just so brilliant, honestly. They're going to carve that in granite. Engaging in U.S. policy as it relates to foreign affairs. That's foreign policy. So, But uh, Kamala Harris trying to sound smarter than she is, I guess. Let's go to uh, Sean in Live Oak, California. Uh, hello, Sean. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind
4: today? Well... Greetings from West Lib Tardia. Lovely. (laughs) And uh, I just uh, also forwarded you this uh, article by Victor Davis Hanson, but he came up with this term, which I think really fits what we're experiencing right now. He's calling it the de-civilization of America.
0: Oh yeah, 100%. You've you've had the uh, death of common sense, the death of civility, uh, the death of the uh, the judicial system, the death of uh, the ability to have a fair election. Uh, I would consider, you know, converting children to the opposite sex, teaching them to hate each other. I would call that the disillusion of America. I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with Victor Davis Hanson on that one, Sean. Yeah, and it's
4: that's what sort of struck me is just like this a very good term for what we're experiencing right now well yeah look at the,
0: and I just saw some uh, video of people on top of a burning cop car you know twerking I'd say that's decivilization. I would say that you know when you're in the street or at a club you know dry humping the person in front of you uh, ad nauseum. that's that's really popular right now the twerking the dry you know whatever like dogs in heat I would consider that to be part of the decivilization of America as well uh, uh, Sean
4: Yeah, and it's just, well, also it's what comes with the de-civilization is now we're moving from a civilization to tribalism.
0: Yes, I I understand what you're saying. Uh, I don't believe we are past the uh, point of um, redemption because people are beginning to fight back. Uh, People are beginning to stop shoplifters as they try to leave. Uh, I've got a great story about uh, California and how they realize how badly they've blown everything with regard to crime. We're going to get to that. So, Sean, I understand, and this has been obviously, and I've said this before, this is not an organic movement. This was by design. And we need to recognize what is nonsense and return to common sense. And I I think we have the capability to do that. Do you, Sean? I hope so. (laughs) Me too, bro. Me too, bro. So you know what we're going to do, Sean? We're going to, uh, as I always do, uh, uh, take on the issues in a serious fashion while also simultaneously uh, absolutely making fun of and degrading their idiocy. I think that's very important, Sean.
4: Yeah, I, that's, uh, I can't uh, understate myself how important mockery and ridicule is. I mean. <laughs> that's your quote of the day.
0: I can't understate the power of, moder- of, uh, of mockery and ridicule. That's fantastic, Sean. That's smarter than anything Kamala Harris has said in her entire life. So I appreciate the phone call. Let's take a break. We've got much, much, much coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch the record
4: with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show.